This is the Kona Edge, the home of Ironman triathletes who dream of qualifying for the World Championships on the Big Island. Welcome back on to yet another edition of the Kona Edge. I'm Brad Brown. It's uh, great to have you with us. Thanks for, for joining us today. And don't forget, if you are enjoying the podcast, if you get anything out of it, we'd love it if you left us a review or a rating on iTunes. It just helps us get in front of more people and uh, spread the message about the sport we all love so much. We head back to Australia now to catch up with Claire Davis. Claire, welcome back on to uh, the Kona Edge. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Brad. Claire, your swim is undoubtedly the, the strongest of the, the three disciplines. You come from a, a very, very strong swimming background, competitive swimming. And if I look at your times, uh, particularly Kona 2016, uh, you absolutely smashed that swim, uh, just, just shy of uh, 54 minutes. Uh, swimming's come, I don't want to say it's come naturally to you, but it's uh, one because you've done so many hours in the pool. Uh, it's one that you, you find quite, I don't want to say easy either, but uh, you, you're pretty comfortable in the water, aren't you? Yeah, so yeah, the, the swim is definitely my, my strong point. So it's nice to get that, get in there and have a, a, a good swim at the start of a triathlon. You, you also, in, in our first chat, mentioned about the volume you did growing up as a, as a teen and competitive swimmer. I mean, it was hours and hours and hours in the water. Is that the key to getting better, is just doing the work? Yeah, and even even now, um, I find that if I increase my swim volume, um, I, I feel much better, not just in the water, but also um, on the bike and, and, and in big run sessions. I feel like I don't get the big lows and the fatigue after a big bike session if, if I just in, increase my swim uh, mileage from, from about 9 to about 15 kilometres a week. Well, why do you think that is? That's, that's quite interesting. I'm not sure. I think it's, uh, I guess even though you are, even when you're working in the pool, you are, there is some active recovery in there. And so I think that I can't, I can't work out why, but it, it just makes me feel better if my, if my swim volume is increased. And, and if, as a swimmer, it's, I find like I'm more, off, I'm more likely to drop a swim session because I feel like that's the easy one to drop because, okay, well, I don't need to work at it too much, but then the more that I've increased that volume, the better I feel elsewhere. So it's kind of motivation for me to not drop that session where I usually would um, because it, it will help me in the recovery from the bike and run. Is your swim still something you work on actively? Is it a case of because of the, the, the history that you've got with the sport, you can just literally pitch up, do the work and go home? Or is it something you, I mean, from a technique perspective, how, how does it work for you? Is, is it something you, you, you're literally trying to get better at all the time or are you try, just trying to maintain what, you, what you've actually got? Yeah, it's more of a maintenance thing and making sure that I'm not dropping too much time off there because I think if you were to, to sort of concentrate on bike and run and, and let the swim fall by the wayside, you know, you, you naturally or, or are likely to drop a couple of minutes out of the swim um, and that is, my, that is my strength. So I, I kind of want every minute that I can, can get out of there. Um, my coach gave me the option of just, being, just going and setting my own sessions, um, just telling me, when to swim and I don't particularly like that I think it comes from uh, the, the being the ex-swimmer and, and needing to have some structure in what I'm actually doing so she actually sets the, the sessions for me or I'll jump in in a, in a local squad as uh, when it comes to to the, the the sort of things that you've done over time you've obviously got ability in the water there's no two ways about it but what what are some of the things that you've done that you think is has has really improved your swimming and got you faster and and built that endurance as a swimmer um, so adding in 
some aerobic threshold work into it. I think that that's really helped. And we used to do that when I was 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 swimming competitively. There'd be you know a big uh, aerobic threshold set at least once a week. And so adding that into my triathlon has really helped. We use a set from um, a, a, a guy in Perth called Paul Newsom from Swim Smooth, and it's we you set a critical critical swim speed, which is I guess is the closest to a power test or an FT. F- TP test that you would get in the pool and then sort of the session is based on that critical swim speed time and and variations of that and so I, I've adding that in has has helped my my swim particularly over the Ironman distance and I kind of kind of works out that whatever my critical swim speed is in the last test before the Ironman I usually swim within one to two seconds of that pace on race day. Wow, that's in, that's incredible. Would you say that's one of your favourite workouts or are the others that you really enjoy doing? Uh, it is my favourite. It's probably the most painful. Um, it is, you know, it's a it's sort of the, the the typical one would be you do 10, 400s at, a, at descending pace. And so it feels really easy at the beginning. And then by the last one, it feels like your arms are about to drop off. But I think um, there's, I get a lot of satisfaction out of doing that session. <laughs> How do you deal with boredom in the pool, Claire? That, that's one thing a lot of age groupers struggle with is just staring at that line. Uh, it, it can drive them up the wall. But uh, you, you spent lots of time in, in, in the pool in your life. What, what, what would you suggest to, to, to age groupers who, who battle with getting, getting bored in the pool? Uh, definitely join a squad. Um, it's, you know, it, shared pain is, 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 you know, it's much better to, to cope with. Um, so yeah, find a squad, um, have it so you can have a chat to people at the end of, end of the pool and end of each, end of each hundred or whatever. Um, I think that definitely helps. I've done a lot of training on my own in Singapore. Um, so I, and I used, <laughs> this is probably just me, but I use a, um, a, a tempo trainer, which will beep on the rep- on the repetition and so i kind of feel like that takes a little bit of the loneliness um of a solo solo swim away i love it and uh, the the transition to open water you, you spent lots of time in the pool and racing in the pool uh, did you did you struggle with with that uh that transition not too much actually um i remember uh, my swim coach told me um that i would be a, a really good 800, 1500 meter swimmer, um, but my technique was was too poor to match it with the other girls in the pool. So I think maybe moving into the open water, my my sort of poor technique as a, as a pure swimmer would say has has it kind of erodes away or it's not not as noticeable in the open water. I love it, Claire. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the Cone Edge. Much appreciated. We look forward to getting you back on chat a bit about your bike next time out. Thanks, Brad. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kona Edge. If you want to improve your swim, be sure to check out our next free live online swim seminar. Get to thekonaedge.com slash swim seminar to sign up now.